0: Welcome to the Interrupted Podcast. We are here to cut through the noise of life to give you the tools and knowledge you need to relentlessly pursue a life of truth, integrity, discipline, and adventure. Consider this day, Interrupted. Welcome to this special edition of the Interrupted Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hallman, and wanted to take this moment to bring you a very special pre-release excerpt from a conversation I had with the Sheriff of Wicomico County, Maryland, Mike Lewis, uh, today, which is March 19th, 2020. Sheriff Lewis is a retired sergeant with the Maryland State Police Proactive Criminal Enforcement PACE Team. And after 22 years of loyal and dedicated service, in addition to his duties as the agency's leading drug interdiction expert, Sheriff Lewis remains a certified instructor through the Maryland Police Training Commission and a certified master instructor through the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Sheriff Lewis was directly responsible for the training and educating of all Maryland state police personnel in the criminal interdiction venue or looking beyond the initial traffic stop while aggressively enforcing Maryland's traffic laws. He pioneered the drug interdiction program along Maryland's notorious U.S. Route 13 corridor, coordinating many multi-jurisdictional investigations following the seizure of large amounts of illegal contraband. During his 22 years as a Maryland state trooper, he made nationally recognized seizures of crack cocaine from hidden electronic compartments along Maryland's east coast. Sheriff Lewis has trained tens of thousands of law enforcement officers extensively throughout the United States and Canada, as well as other parts of the world, to include Australia, London, Germany, Russia, and the West Indies. Sheriff Lewis has been judicially recognized by the federal and state courts in this country as an expert in the areas of traffic stop highway interdiction, hidden compartments, and drug valuation. Retired from the Maryland State Police Effective July 1st, 2006, he was elected the Sheriff of Wicomico County, Maryland on November 7th, 2006, and is currently serving a fourth consecutive four-year term. Sheriff Lewis serves a county of over 103,000 citizens, along with 96 sworn deputies and six canine handlers. He was the president of the Maryland State Sheriff's Association, where he served the interest of 23 fellow sheriffs and nearly 2,000 deputies from across the state of Maryland. And... That is his bio that is just a snapshot of what this man has been able to achieve with his career, and uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, But as you can hear from there, he brings a wealth of experience and knowledge as he's had the opportunity to have contact with so many influential people, and he's trained so many officers that are doing incredible work. Uh, throughout the United States and and even globally in their jurisdictions, which is exceptional. If you weren't already familiar with Sheriff Lewis uh, here locally in Maryland, you're in for just an incredible treat to be able to hear the perspective of this man who's been so influential here locally and all the way up through state and the national political arenas. He's been on national news outlets, uh, Fox News, the, the list goes on for just all the good work that he is doing And uh, We even, in the conversation, get into uh, the times that he's been able to go to the White House and even uh, a a special conversation in the Oval Office, which will be exciting that you'll you'll hear more uh, during the entire episode when that releases. But Sheriff Lewis and I sat down for this longer conversation to talk about his career and the impact he has had on local and national politics, but Due to these unprecedented times that we're in right now dealing with this pandemic, with the COVID-19 virus, we started the conversation off by just briefly talking about the effects of the virus that how it's having an impact on the local community and the world for that matter. So rather than wait for the entire show to release, I thought it was most appropriate to get this information out to the local community here in Maryland. And with that said, it really is a message that can resonate with all communities that are being affected by this virus and just the general state of affairs and what people are concerned about and trying to just navigate a really difficult time. So I'm excited to release this early As you know, on Tuesday, March 24th, the Interrupted Podcast will officially be released. But some early exciting news with this pre-release. You can catch us on uh, the major podcast platforms. Uh, We just received all our final approval and everything for the iTunes platform. We're on Stitcher, a host of other platforms. So you'll be able to get the Interrupted Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. So that is all very exciting and it's, it's great to be able to bring you that here early uh, before the official release. So the whole conversation with Sheriff Lewis will be released in just a few weeks, and you will want to tune into that. Man, we go into some um, amazing conversation, both from law enforcement perspective and also getting into talking about some politics. And it's just an interesting conversation that you're going to really enjoy. Very powerful. So definitely, right now, enjoy this brief pre-release conversation with the sheriff's perspective on the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm here with Sheriff Mike Lewis of Waikamaku County, Maryland. And man, I am thrilled that you agreed to sit down. I appreciate it, sir. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Well, you know, when launching this podcast and thinking through people we want to have on and high profile people and people that are just, uh, concerned about others and doing everything they can to be effective in their vocation, in their life. Uh, you're absolutely somebody I wanted to have on the show. And now as we're recording here on March 19th of 2020, uh, the the show somewhat uh, took a little detour in terms of just current events that we have on. But I don't want that to take away from what uh, our conversation that we're going to be able to have today and learn more about you and kind of uh, what you've been able to see and experience and how you've been able to help people through your career. But I, I want to start off and by just asking, what do you make of this whole COVID Nineteen situation that we're dealing with as a county as a state and I mean we just heard news today that it's here in Wicomico County what's your perspective on it as the sheriff of this county
1: well as you said we uh, just got our first official confirmation of our first COVID-19 case here in Wicomico County Uh, we anticipated it Uh, we knew that uh, we were going to have a a positive case uh, within days Uh, it's very frightening because these are unprecedented times no one has any template or SOP for responding to a crisis of this magnitude. Mm -hmm. This is a global crisis that affects every single facet of society. No one is immune from what's going on right now. It's affecting children. As you well know, we had a confirmed case of a five-year-old child here in the state of Maryland overnight. Uh, We had the death of an individual overnight in Prince George's County, Maryland, Mm -hmm. uh, who had... um, uh, underlying causes as well. It wasn't just the virus, but either way, it has terrified our community, and we are witnessing individual acts of of pandemonium mm-hmm. and hysteria to uh, large groups of hysteria. Uh, my my cell phones are ringing off the hook. My uh, emails are coming in by the dozens my desk phone has uh, been ringing all day long individuals uh not just seeking guidance on the governor's latest declaration of emergency yeah. but those who simply don't know what to tell their children don't know what to tell one another and don't know what to do um right. and and my best advice is to stay at home um continue to wash your hands take your temperature a minimum of twice a day and um social distancing which is very difficult for me as an individual because as sheriff of my county everyone knows that I'm a hugger I hug everybody yeah. I love my people my mm-hmm. community I, I, I you know I don't just hug my family I, I hug most people I see because that's the kind of guy that I am I love my community I love our people and when you're getting this many calls and emails um, you truly realize how terrified people are and, I, and I'm hoping that my reassurance, Uh, While in the public eye at our press conference, we had a press conference at 12 noon today. I'm hoping that it reassures everyone that we're in this together. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to get through this together. The chances of uh, contracting this and dying from this while they are slim. um, The chances of contracting uh, this virus, if you don't do what we're saying and that's Mm -hmm. stay home. And if you're not social distancing, if you're not practicing uh, good hygiene, Mm -hmm. you are very susceptible to catching this disease, and you could contaminate everyone in your household or in your community uh, from those you've had contact with. So it is important to listen to the governor's order. It's important to obey that order because we now have our marching orders. We have specific language to charge these individuals who are not complying with the law, and uh, we will do that. Because we have a duty of response. We protect everybody in our community, not just those who are obeying the governor's order early on, but those who have ah, dismissed it and said, I'm okay. Yeah. And now they're finding out they're not okay. Right. This is serious, and it affects
0: everyone. Yeah. And it's very different. In this situation, you, you hear that, the tension between safety and freedom and how this is a very unique situation that we necessarily haven't faced. And by all means, there's not necessarily this desire to take away freedom for people but actually to save lives and so reconciling that against people's own ideological beliefs and and how uh, we view our freedom in this country it's conflicting for a lot of people I think there's people that are just trying to stir the pot so to speak but there are people just trying to wrestle with what does that mean for me and my family and for my houses of worship and for and to try and walk through this together and even thinking through how can we be positive in this situation? There, I, I can only imagine the governor, politicians, uh, people in your position that difficult decisions are being faced. That people are going to lose their jobs and people are going to maybe lose their business out of this. And uh, that is very the much unknown a and. I don't, I don't believe for one minute people take that lightly. They're in positions of authority. Mm-hmm. No matter what side of the aisle they may stand on, those are heavy things that, that weigh on our we know, As
1: law enforcement officers, we've always uh, recognized that we have the authority to restrict one's freedom and to restrict one's movement. Mm-hmm. But now that authority is uh, it's larger now than it's ever been in terms of realizing that we will have to restrict one's freedom. We will mm-hmm. have to restrict their mobility when they wanna go somewhere. And and I don't wanna do that. And you mentioned it briefly a while ago, Steve, we, I had uh, a call yesterday and uh, from a pastor in our community who was concerned about the number of congregants in his church, would he exceed the assembly of 50 people? Right. And and he assured me that while he wants to welcome everyone into his house of worship, he would have to restrict that to 49 or below uh, to be in compliance with the law. Well, guess what? That has changed in the last few hours. Yes, sir. It's no longer 50 people. It's down to 10 people. So no more than 10 people at any assembly at any given time. And when we announced that, uh, and I actually I reiterated that at a press conference at 12 noon once Governor Hogan announced it at 11 a.m. Well, then my cell phone started ringing from business owners in our community. Are you telling me I can't have any more than 10 employees working at any given time? I said, no, that's not what we're saying at all. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is they cannot be assembled in one room together. You can have as many employees as you want working right now. This is not New York State where they've reduced their workforce down to 50 percent. At any given location. The large automakers out in Detroit yesterday shut down the three major auto dealership shut them down completely mm-hmm. uh, we're talking Ford General Motors and Chrysler and Honda had already done that so today uh, we have the governor announcing that no more than 10 people shall be assembled at any given time so these are difficult decisions to make mm-hmm. while we also had a governor today that signed an executive order allowing restaurants and bars to sell alcohol
0: yeah. uh,
1: you know and, and which they didn't they couldn't do that they had a license to sell in the establishment not outside the establishment for those who are coming to get carry out. Now they can pick up as long as it's sealed. They can carry the the alcohol, the liquor home with them. That's something. These are unprecedented declarations, executive orders that we've never done. Certainly in my 55 years of existence, yeah. and in 36 years of law enforcement, I've never seen anything like this ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very difficult. When we we literally recognize that there will be businesses that are going to shut down forever because of this this pandemic. Yeah. And and it hurts me personally. It hurts me professionally because I know most every business owner who's facing this
0: crisis Absolutely. and we're all in this together. Yeah, it's it's difficult. And I think, though, it may be hard to see now that there I pr- I presume and I hope it's not too presumptive to say that really good things have the opportunity to emerge from this. And I, I break it down even thinking in my own head about how uh, – think about in, in the natural world of secondary succession and when destruction happens and new growth happens. I mean mm-hmm. the innovation that can come out of this, the new businesses that may come out of this, the mm-hmm. the opportunities. We have brilliant people mm-hmm. here on, on the Eastern Shore, of Maryland, the and, the, and the world. And I mean they're – New things are going to arise out of this, and new technology and new thought. And I I like to think about that uh, in the ri- in the midst. And I mean that strikes at the core of even what we're trying to do with this podcast is is interrupt people's days and 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 give them a new framework, a new perspective on maybe how they're going about their life or walking through this. Uh, and it's I believe it's going to touch us all in a very specific way in the coming days and coming weeks and and what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. It's just a difficult road to walk. It
1: sure is. You know, you talk about uh, interrupted the lives how they've been interrupted, but but we talk about interrupted outdoors. I saw my first ever couple sitting in the bed of a pickup truck along Route 13 with a small table, two chairs, having lunch at lunch today. <laughs>
0: how about out that? Out on
1: U.S. Route 13 here in Montgomery County, <laughs> outdoors. Yeah. Away from everyone else, practicing the social distancing, having lunch in the bed of a pickup truck in front of all the motoring public up and down U.S. Route 13. Yeah, It's it's uh, awesome. I thought that was awesome. But those are individuals who are are recognizing that, yes, there is something good that's coming out of this. We're having this personal one-on-one time together in the bed of a pickup truck, and we're making (laughs) the best of a bad situation. And you can rest assured there will be great phenomenal days ahead of us and it's going to be uh we're going to come back stronger and better than ever this is not a partisan issue this is a nonpartisan crisis that's affecting our entire world right now yeah. and we are united and we will get through this yeah
0: we will get through this hey things that like this that are causing our leadership who are smart people to step up and lead and make decisions swiftly and, and react to things for the good of people, though Absolutely. it may not be a popular opinion. That, that, that is a great thing to see. Mm-hmm. You know, it's challenging, and challenging decisions are being made. Well, uh, I, I appreciate your perspective oh, on my this, pleasure. And, and I know it's going to evolve in the coming days, but I just I wanted to be able to get that message out to the listeners of the, the Interrupted Podcast here sooner than what our, our extended conversation would be, so I appreciate that. Thank sir. you.
1: My pleasure, my friend. Thank you. No problem.
0: And there you have it. That it was our brief COVID-19 discussion that I hope it gave you some perspective on maybe what's going on or just uh, the sheriff of, of Wicomico County and how he's dealing with this and just trying to take in all the information he can and help make informed decisions for this community here in Maryland. And I know uh, listeners outside of this local community here in Maryland are dealing with COVID-19 and a variety of ways, but the Interrupted Podcast is definitely here to continue to spread the message that stay safe, practice good hygiene, practice social distancing, support your leaders. They are making incredibly difficult decisions right now, and some of those decisions are not popular, and maybe you don't agree with all of them. But uh, let's use this opportunity to have a positive perspective and look towards being helpful by staying in your house if that's what's required of us. And uh, we will go from there and hopefully we will see a lot of good outcomes. And definitely uh, where we can uh, support those that are just dealing with devastating news and, and tragedy, whether it be the loss of a job or even the loss of a loved one. Uh, There's so many that are going through difficult situations right now that we can definitely reach out and help them. So thank you for tuning in. Definitely please subscribe to the show, like, and share the show with as many people as you can and let's get this message out now that uh, we are having this opportunity arise to have this pre-release and you'll get to hear the entire conversation I did have with the sheriff in just a few weeks that uh, date if you follow the social media pages and we'll push it out on the website for the official date of the full conversation release so thank you for tuning in and allowing us to interrupt your day thank you for listening to the interrupted podcast you can follow us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Interrupted Podcast and on Instagram at The Interrupted underscore podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review in order for us to continue to spread the word about preparing for and embracing life's interruptions.